0: Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA, because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit, now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. Youth kicking off this program with Silver Rocket off their 1988 album Daydream Nation. Welcome to the award winning Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I'm your biological host, Ian. This episode's got music from the likes of Slipknot, Gruntruck, Wilco, AFI, The Meat Puppets, Biff Naked, Pulp, Crash Test Dummies. The Muffs, and Most Deaf. Plus, I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song a piece from the new Fear Factory album, Aggression Continuum, released on June 18th, the new Modest Mouse album, The Golden Casket, and the new Eve 6 EP, Grim Value, both released on June 25th, and the new Wallflowers album, Exit Wounds, released on July 9th. I'll start with Fear Factory. Aggression Continuum is the first Fear Factory album in nearly six years, and it's undoubtedly the most important one to come along in quite a while, as it marks the final bow for original frontman Burton C. Bell. After spending roughly two years embroiled in legal battles with former members and losing his share of ownership over the Fear Factory name in the process, Bell's love for the band had been completely exhausted, and he announced his departure last fall. Based on numerous interviews and statements he's made since then, it seems Bell isn't looking back at all on this decision, so I really do believe that Aggression Continuum will be the last time you ever hear Bell singing for Fear Factory. And the only reason we got his vocals on this album is that he finished recording them way back in 2017, before any of that legal stuff went down. As it turns out, Aggression Continuum is an exceedingly appropriate title for the album, as it is easily the most aggressive Fear Factory album since 1995's Demanufacture, and a large part of that is due to Bell's vocal performance. Bell sounds more pissed off than he's been in years, and holds nothing back. Typically, Bell shifts back and forth between screaming and clean singing in pretty much equal measure, but on this album, his vocals are noticeably skewed more towards the former than the latter. However, make no mistake, there is still a fair amount of clean singing on the album, and even during those parts of the songs, Bell sounds more intense and angry than usual. It's almost as if he knew, even then, that this would be his final time recording for Fear Factory so he figured he might as well go all out. Musically speaking, the instrumental tracks generally do a good job matching the intensity of Bell's vocals, with no shortage of the beefy, thrashy guitar riffs and jackhammer drumming that Fear Factory is known for. I'm not sure if the album was pretty much written by the time Bell recorded his vocals roughly four years ago, or if founding guitarist Dino Cazares, now the sole original member left in Fear Factory, wrote new music to go with Bell's vocal tracks well after the fact. But if there is any sort of disconnect between the vocals and the much more recently recorded instrumental tracks, it's not detectable by this listener. Ultimately, though, while Aggression Continuum very much delivers the Fear Factory goods, I was hoping it would do a little more than that. The reinvigorated ferocity of Burton C. Bell and Company is very much appreciated here, but the album's relentless pacing can be a bit much. If the album were to work in even just a couple of more methodically paced Fear Factory songs with predominantly clean vocals, songs like Descent or Invisible Wounds for example, it would have gone a long way towards making the whole thing more easily digestible, not to mention an even stronger final showcase for Bell. As it stands, some songs are inevitably going to get lost in the shuffle for most listeners, as the near-continuously screamed vocals and uniformly fast tempo of the entire album often results in songs bleeding together. Furthermore, at this point Fear Factory's lyricism is feeling rather played out. Dino Cazares has long maintained that fantasy and sci-fi movies are the number one source of inspiration for Fear Factory lyrics, But if you look across the band's entire discography, they appear to be almost exclusively hung up on one particular sci-fi concept, a future war between man and machine. Aggression Continuum clings to that long-running, fear-factory motif so rigidly and studiously that it borders on self-parody. Yes, I'm aware that several of Fear Factory's earlier albums were concept albums telling the story of a machine-human hybrid named Edgecrusher in a dystopian, Terminator-esque future, but that saga actually ended 20 years ago, so why does it feel like the band never moved on from it? I'm not saying I want to hear a Fear Factory song about, say, apple picking, but there's so much more to fantasy and sci-fi that the band could take inspiration from without trading in their identity. On the other hand, I suppose an overly familiar Fear Factory album was deemed ideal by the band as Bell's swan song, given that they presumably want to keep as many longtime fans on board as possible as they head into an uncertain new chapter. Let's face it, things are likely going to feel very different and strange with anyone other than Bell at the helm of Fear Factory. The identity of the group's new frontman has yet to be revealed, but I can't imagine there are very many people out there who could replicate all that Bell brought to the table. In that sense, maybe I ought to be glad that this album has kept things feeling about as samey as ever, because I might find that I've taken all that stuff for granted in a few years' time. Overall, Aggression Continuum is an especially punchy but ultimately pretty standard Fear Factory album, and even if it's not the best farewell to Burton C. Bell that it could have been, it nonetheless remains a pretty apt one. If you are of the mindset that Fear Factory have softened up too much since the mid-90s, then this album will be more your speed. Alright, this next song I'm going to play is the opening track and third single from the album. The song is called Recode. Enjoy!
1: The world we know has suffered from the system we once knew. Our values were twisted and defiled by the machine, but resistance is growing stronger. We will fight for our future. Humanity depends on us. Do not let our enemy prevail. If you are listening to this, you are the Resistance.
2: This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination Brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com.
3: Before we met I didn't know your name Or what you looked like yet I could have stayed at home And gone to bed I could have gone to see A film in the stars. You might have changed your mind and seen your friends Life could have been better song on that one day Why did you touch my hand and softly say Stop asking questions that don't matter anyway Just give us a kiss to celebrate You
0: syndrome, off their 2003 self-titled. Founding Blink-182 bassist and co-lead vocalist Mark Hoppus has cancer. The 49-year-old musician initially let the cat out of the bag on June 23rd with a since-deleted Instagram post consisting of the caption, yes, hello, one cancer treatment please, and a photo of himself sitting in an infusion chair at a hospital with an IV in his arm, seemingly without hair or eyebrows. For the public at large, this was the first time Hoppus had ever so much as hinted at his cancer diagnosis. With many fans left perplexed and concerned over his health, and music news outlets reaching out to his representatives for clarification, Hoppus apparently realized, oh, that's right, I hadn't told everyone yet, and issued a statement confirming his diagnosis later that day, which reads as follows. For the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. I have cancer. It sucks, and I'm scared, and at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and family and friends to get me through this. I still have months of treatment ahead of me, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. Can't wait to be cancer-free and see you all at a concert in the hopefully near future. Love to you all. Thus far, Hoppus has received a generous outpouring of support on social media from fans and fellow scene musicians, and he's been using social media to keep them all up to speed on his cancer battle with regular updates and photos. Furthermore, as an avid gamer, Hoppus has been utilizing his Twitch broadcasts to engage with fans and answer their questions. During a Twitch Q&A on July 13th, Hoppus finally revealed the type of cancer he was dealing with. Stage 4 Diffuse Large B-Cell Lymphoma. A variant of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma also battled by his mom, who ultimately survived it. On July 14th, Hoppus underwent a test meant to conclusively determine his likelihood of survivability. He revealed the results of this test on the 19th, saying that scans have indicated his chemotherapy is working and he is poised to make a full recovery. I'll be sure to follow up on this report to let you know how things turn out. But in the meantime, all that's left for me to say about it is, get well, Mark Hoppus. Anyway, before Blink, I played Loneliness is a Killer by Bush off their 2014 album Man on the Run, Something Changed by Pulp off their 1995 album Different Class, and Two of a Kind by AFI off their 1996 album Very Proud of Ya. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. Alright, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new Modest Mouse album, The Golden Casket. Modest Mouse architect Isaac Brock is evidently at the point in his career where he's recognized that he made it as an artist and is now content to approach his creative process in terms of whatever I feel like making, whatever I feel like making it. From Radiohead to Metallica to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, most major artists eventually have the realization of, whoa, this thing has gotten pretty big and at that point no longer feel the need to conform to a regular album release schedule to keep the brand alive. Or at least, their labels and managers no longer feel the need to breathe down their necks. Once that level of autonomy is reached, the album releases typically become more sporadic, but also more of an event than they were before, and the artists often feel more comfortable branching out and dabbling in things they might not have tried in the earlier stages of their career. Modest Mouse managed to reach that point relatively quickly with the release of their fourth album, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, which spawned the mega-hit Float On and attained platinum-level sales. However, it wasn't until after the release of the band's gold-certified follow-up album a few years later, 2007's We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, that Brock apparently realized he was right where he wanted to be, because there have only been two Modest Mouse albums since then, and they're the most unusual ones yet. The first of those albums, 2015's Strangers to Ourselves, is a very robust 15-song set, and also stylistically all over the map. There are songs that sound just like classic Modest Mouse, songs that sound more like a contemporization of Modest Mouse, and left-field outliers such as Pistol, all weaved together into a single elaborate tapestry. For better or worse, it felt like Brock had more individual control over that album than any Modest Mouse album before it, and that feeling is very much continued on the band's latest release, 2021's The Golden Casket. Now more than ever, Brock seems to be making the music he feels like making, as opposed to the music that fans expect from Modest Mouse, and the result is the most distinctly atypical album to grace the band's discography yet. Stylistically speaking, the Golden Casket is more consistent and uniform than Strangers to Ourselves, but it is also further removed from Modest Mouse's signature style. Although the album's lead single, We Are Between, is an undeniably quintessential Modest Mouse tune, it is pretty much the only one of its kind on the album. For the most part, the remainder of the Golden Casket is best characterized as experimental pop. Essentially, it has the band utilizing the likes of synthesizers, xylophones, computerized noises, and a wide variety of uncommon percussive instruments to augment their sound in a way that doesn't necessarily make it more commercially viable. While parts of the album feel like an organic evolution from Strangers to Ourselves, it's pretty much its own thing altogether. It's a disarmingly interesting listen on first spin, and when it works, it really works. But overall, I'm just not sure if I'm feeling this new direction. I found some of the album's songs to be overlong, repetitive, and or half-formed, and the whole thing is generally a bit too mellow for my liking. However, I can also tell this album is meant to be a grower, so maybe I'll be more on board with it by the time Modest Mouse plays at Kettlehouse Amphitheater on August 24th. Highlights for me include aforementioned lead single We Are Between, the more pop-oriented follow-up singles Leave A Light On and The Sun Hasn't Left, off-kilter opening track Huff Your Acid Trip, and the Violent Femmes-esque rocker Japanese Trees. Ultimately, The Golden Casket might be a little too out there for its own good and likely won't satisfy the needs of every Modest Mouse fan, but it is nonetheless a journey that all of them ought to take at least once. Alright, this next song is another of my personal highlights from the album. It is perhaps the album's most urgent and manic song, and therefore one of its most engaging. This song is called Walking and Running. Enjoy! We
1: are moving around, well, we're so very active, we make home proud. burst, right? talking, talking, chatter, chatter, lips hurt, smile, we make such a new noise, the green angels are, right? With our golden and twine, we have our secrets all out, there is so much garbage, make a rubbish silver, we're walking and running, and we are moving around, well, we're so It's up with empty sleeve Feeling rested, we deserved it Laid our backs on the ground Use our hands to shade our eyes The ocean rejoins the clouds With our talking, talka chatter chatter little roll We made such a noise It blew the windows all out With our token and We all the secrets all out There was so much crazy drama It stood up and took a bow Here I'm walking and running And we are moving around Well, we're so very active We make burst back With our talking, talky, chatter chatter little roll We made such a noise The park can Walking and running and me, I'm moving around. with I'm so very happy with my beehive vibes.
3: listen we don't need any fancy super duper promo we don't need any of that see here with kbga we're just a student-run college radio station and we play music it's pretty simple that's it
2: Moving on. Moving on.
1: She's gone. Doesn't nothing ever last forever. She's gone. Doesn't nothing ever last forever.
2: Is an 80s metal hair band thinks they are. Here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. (laughs) College radio is 89.9 FM. KBGA, Missoula.
3: This morning.
0: Sunburn, off their 1998 album of the same name. Fuel has been brought back from the dead once again by founding guitarist and songwriter Carl Bell and classic drummer Kevin Miller. To help you to understand what an unlikely turn of events this is, allow me to walk you through Fuel's rather chaotic membership history for a moment. You see, most bands follow a decidedly linear timeline of membership, with at least one or two original members anchoring the lineup while other members are replaced by new people who are later replaced by newer people, and although it is not unusual for former members to take up their old mantle again, Fuel's timeline is a bit more unorthodox than that. Now, the first three Fuel albums were recorded by the same lineup of Bell, Miller, original vocalist Brett Scallions, and original bassist Jeff Abercrombie. So far, simple and straightforward. Then, Miller was fired in 2004 over personal disagreements, and Scallions departed in 2006. Remaining members Bell and Abercrombie recruited new vocalist Torin Green and released the album Angels and Devils in 2007, with drumming largely handled by legendary merc-for-hire Josh Freese. Again, nothing about this is out of the ordinary, but from here things start to get a little healthy. Bell left Fuel in 2010 and began a career shift towards movie and TV soundtracks. Although he never officially disbanded Fuel, the band was essentially left dead in the water with its key architect now out of the picture. Enter estranged former frontman Brett Scallions, who acquired the Fuel name from Bell, reinstated himself as lead singer, and recruited an entirely new lineup of musicians to back him. This version of Fuel would release the album Puppet Strings in 2014, with Scallions now serving as principal songwriter. This is one of the rare instances in music history of a band releasing two consecutive albums that have zero common members between them. To date, Puppet Strings is the most recent album released by Fuel. Although the band remained sporadically active since then, they largely fell off the radar until late 2020, when Scallions announced that he had departed Fuel once again, essentially leaving the band in the same state that Bell left it a decade ago. Earlier this year, Bell and Miller reunited in person for the first time in over a decade after previously burying the hatchet with each other via phone. As the two of them reminisced about all the good times they had together in Fuel, Bell was inspired to reacquire Fuel from Scallions and reboot the band for 2021, rounding out the rest of the lineup with new vocalist John Corsell, new rhythm guitarist Mark Klotz, and new bassist Tommy Nat, all of whom are associates of Miller's. The band broke the news of its revival in late June and announced that it would be releasing a new studio album titled Anomaly, as in, the existence of this album is a statistical anomaly, I presume. On July 9th, Fuel released the album's lead single, Hard, and I gotta admit, I'm rather impressed by it. This song sounds more like Fuel than basically anything off the last two albums. Particularly, it sounds like something that could have easily come off the Sunburn album. The song definitively proves that Carl Bell is a more integral component to Fuel than Brett Scallion's, if we have to choose between the two, as we apparently do. New vocalist John Corsale isn't exactly a dead ringer for Scallion's, in fact I think he sounds much closer to Torrin Green, but he seems to have Scallion's vocal stylings and sensibilities down pat. No firm release date has been given yet for the upcoming Anomaly album, but it is reported to be coming out sometime in October. Anyway, before Fuel, I played War on War by Wilco, off their 2001 album Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, Tango Shoes by Biff Naked, off her 2001 album Purge, and Mary the Ice Cube by Primus. Off their 2003 EP slash DVD, animals should not try to act like people. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash slts2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org slash teen-spirit. All right. In addition to the new Fuel album, October 2021 will see the release of the next effort from Ministry. Last month, Ministry announced that their upcoming 15th studio album will be titled Moral Hygiene and released on October 1st. Just like the previous Ministry album, 2018's AmeriCant, Moral Hygiene is a politically charged anti-Trump album, but with the Trump administration now behind us, it's more fixated on the aftermath and moving forward. As frontman Al Jorgensen has put it, With America can I was in shock that Trump won. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to do something. Because I believe if you are a musician or an artist, you should be expressing what's going on around you through your art. It's going to happen whether you do it consciously or unconsciously. Moral hygiene, however, has progressed even further into a cautionary tale of what will happen if we don't act. There's less rage, but there's more reflection. Now more than ever, we need moral hygiene. It consumed me as I wrote this album. It's not some pious term. It's what we have to return to in order to function as the human species on this planet. The lead single from Moral Hygiene, Alert Level, was actually released well over a year ago in April 2020. At the time, Jorgensen was pledging to have the then-untitled album out in time for the 2020 election, but obviously that didn't happen. To coincide with the official album announcement a few weeks ago, a second single titled Good Trouble was released. Both singles are slow and heavy ministry songs, not exactly plotting but far removed from the band's typically thrashier fare. Some of the guitar work on both singles actually kind of reminds me of Korn. It's not the strongest side of Ministry out there, but I'm nonetheless intrigued to hear the rest of the album. I'll be sure to review and play from Moral Hygiene on an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, but in the meantime, here's Ministry with No W, off their 2004 anti-Bush album, Houses of the Mole. It is, amusingly enough, the only song on the album whose title doesn't start with W.
4: Charlie chance and yo what? I'm only bugging fast forward nine. Now I got a team of C. I'm up I'm a C they speed to perform my Living in nice our space and time around the nine to five. For as long as I'm alive, all I got the shot. I ain't sitting roadside, that ain't part of the plan. I'm out here for my fam, doing all of the can. I love I'm my city. sweet and gritty in land to outskirts. Nickname Walk cause we've grown to outburst. Philosophy, be divine, touch my I touch, touch, mine, I I touch back. back. Walk the streets like a sweet and get beat like drum tracks. tracks. Jake's over Jake's. We bust back. Bring them all these your face with no place to run back. I'm from the slums We ain't at the base to thaw back. This ain't the game plan. Play your James Brown and jump back. What you want, Jack? Look at staff, they jump back. when they guns back. Mama green where she suns at. Tryna hunt that. Recurring dream my high stakes. The fourth largest, first hardest. Real play is the place. settled over by the Dutch many years ago. Three billion strong. And here we go. Reflect on the place that I live at Unlike any place I ever been at The home of big gats Deep dish hammer rim caps Have a mess hat Push your wig back Where you go to get the fresh trim at? Four on the J got the Tim Rack Blue collars Metro Carton And thugs Marvin and form Partnership increased armament Street former says deep consequence When you seek sleek ornaments You get caught Rode the white horse and can't get off Big dogs that trick off Just get sent off They shoebox dashes All they see is gotta live off It's real yo But still yo It's love here. And it's felt by anybody to come here. Out of town, to take the train, plane, and bus here. Must be something that they really want here. One year as a resident, deep in sentiment. They shout out, Go Brooklyn, they representing it. Sitting on their front stoop, sipping Guinnesses. Using native dialect in their sentences. From the tree line blocks to the tenements, to the mom and pop, local shop, businesses. They travel all around the world at great distances. It ain't a place that I know that bears resemblance. This why we call it the planet, not a borough or a province. Our style is uncommon. From something to the Tom gets to Lafayette Daughters, White Cove, Gowanus, and the Army Jacobinadas. Yo, this goes out the Macassar, Coney Island, Friday night out in front of the Himalaya, going wild. This goes out the Crown Heights and Smurf Village, the 90s, all my Yard and Cheney Brown's Village, side Tennis Court, 30s, 40s, in the 50s. The cats out in Star Wright City getting busy to the hook, to the east, to the stop. Bushwick and see Farragut, Fort Greene, and Mossy. Flatbush posse, generals and armies When it's time to form, just call me And let this song be Playing loud and long be. If you love Bucktown strongly Raise it up Brooklyn, my habitat, the place where I happen at. Loud swaying in the sharp balance of the battle axe. Heinz is brandished that. dogs draw their hammer back. It's where you find the news, two crew cameras at. It's where my fam is at, the summertime jam is at. They play big and get you open like a sandalback. Hot in the candle wax, Hustle and you can't relax. The crack babies trying to find where they mammoth at. It's off the handle black with big police scandals at. Turn the action screenplay so the Miramax. The type of place where they check your appearance at. And cats who know what all the hot here it's at. The starving brands where you find a pound smokers is that. Be blazing charm to have your wave cap floating back. The doorstep where the dispossessed posted at. Dope fiends out on Franklin Ave selling Zover racks. You big ball better keep your money folded back. Cause once the young guns notice that it's over black, Brooklyn keep on taking it. Worldwide, we known for that. Flossy cats get it snatched like the local tax. The place I sharpen up my baritone vocals at. But one of the greatest MCs was a local cat.
2: 89.
5: <laughs> Missoula's College Radio. <laughs>
3: Got me bleeding, claustrophobic scars Severed me from all emotion Life is just too hard Snog your face for solitaire Cause this need ain't doing me no good Fall on my face, but can't you see Life is telling me me Sonic, leaving you to criticize Empty shell and running naked All alone, a bottomized. Back and forth between my hangups. It isn't easy to be hated Where do you go, what do you do? live to bomb, too crazy I never care, no one's gotta get a lie down
0: was Slipknot with Me Inside, off the reissue of their 1999 self-titled debut. On this episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, we mourn the loss of original Slipknot drummer Joey Jordison, who passed away on July 26th at the age of 46. His family released a statement to break the news the following day. No cause of death has been given yet. All that's been disclosed thus far is that he died peacefully in his sleep. Jordison was one of the three co-founders of Slipknot in 1995, along with Paul Gray and Sean Crahan. In fact, his numerical designation within the band was number one. He drummed on the first four Slipknot albums before unexpectedly parting ways with the band in 2013. Initially, the circumstances surrounding his departure were kept vague and mysterious, with the band saying that he decided to bow out and Jordison saying he was fired. However, in 2016, he revealed that he was suffering from acute transverse myelitis, a neurological disease whose symptoms include weakness and numbness of limbs, reductions in motor skills and sensory processing, and dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system. It may or may not be directly linked to his cause of death. Jordison said that he began experiencing symptoms in 2010, but was not diagnosed until sometime later. Eventually, the disease progressed to the point where he temporarily lost the use of his legs. Legs are of course important for drumming, and absolutely vital for drumming for Slipknot, and so Jordison was left with no choice but to step down. He managed to regain the use of his legs after years of extensive treatment and rehabilitation, but he ultimately never rejoined Slipknot. Aside from Slipknot, Jordison was involved with a number of other bands and projects, most notably Murder Dolls, for which he was, oddly enough, the lead guitarist, and Scar the Martyr, which was only active for a few years before being rebooted and rebranded as Vimic. There is really no understating how integral Joey Jordison was to both Slipknot and the drumming community in general. Although Jordison was one of three percussionists in Slipknot, I'd estimate that he was responsible for at least 90% of the drumming heard on the band's first four albums. And if you've listened to pretty much any amount of Slipknot, you've probably noticed that the drumming is like, ridiculously fast. What you may not have noticed is how surprisingly technical it is. It's pretty easy to overlook, given that Slipknot songs are generally loud and busy, but if you were to specifically focus on the drumming while listening to Slipknot, you might be amazed by how much nuance Jordison brought to the table. The other day, I was watching some old Slipknot concert videos from behind Jordison's drum kit, and I was just in awe over how fast and precisely he was playing, and how much control and composure he demonstrated. Most of us probably lacked the physicality to play those intense Slipknot drum parts, never mind the skills, but Jordison made it look easy. Justifiably so, Jordison picked up several awards and accolades for drumming in his lifetime, and countless fans and peers claimed to have been inspired by him to get good at the drums. May he rest in peace. Anyway, before Slipknot, I played Brooklyn by Most Deaf off his 1999 album Black on Both Sides. Make You Feel Better by the Red Hot Chili Peppers off their 2006 album Stadium Arcadium and Lost by the Meat Puppets off their 1984 album Meat Puppets 2. Again, you've been listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com slts2 and to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. Alright, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new Eve 6 EP, Grim Value. With this EP, Eve 6 have just released their first new songs in a little over nine years, which is only slightly longer than the gap between their last two albums. In the time since the band's 2012 album Speak in Code, frontman Max Collins turned 40 and new drummer Ben Hilsinger was added to the lineup, but neither of those things would quite account for how different *Grim Value sounds from the rest of their work. Ultimately, it is still identifiable as Eve 6, but it nonetheless represents more of a departure for them than any of their other releases, including 2003's It's All in Your Head. Grim Value seems to be a concept EP, as at least four of its five songs can be classified as love songs, and all five could very well be about the same girl. Musically, the EP augments the band's signature pop-punk sound with elements of modern alternative and indie bands like Phoenix and The Strokes, the latter being sort of ironic, given that one of the EP's songs has a lyric about hating The Strokes, and the general BPM of this release is noticeably higher than average for Eve Six. In fact, perhaps to the EP's detriment, all five of its songs share the exact same frenetic tempo. The vocals on the EP are also atypical of the band, with Collins generally singing in a much lower register than usual, not unlike on the 2003 single Think Twice, and harmonizing with the other members more often than not. The latter may be part of an effort to mask the fact that his voice has changed over the last nine years, but it still sounds fine, just less distinctive. Even for an EP, Grim Value is a very fleeting listen, as four of its five songs clock in at around two and a half minutes each. Between its short length and uniformly brisk pace, the EP essentially goes by in the snap of a finger. But all in all, it's nice to have this musical update from Eve 6 after so long. Unexpected as it may sound. Alright, I think this next song has got to be my favorite off the EP, as it stood out to me more than any other. It also sounds the most like a traditional Eve six. This one is called Angel of the Supermarket. Enjoy! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fell in love with the food for last on six in Burlington. Saw you in the produce aisle burning one I said hi and you said bye and put a potato in your pocket shoplifted a shout of it angel of the supermarket
1: it seems you stole my heart as well you can keep it I will live under your spell till it stops beating and the second door are just like the other, I will never find another Angel of the supermarket
3: I've gone back every day since 2417 And I've walked every aisle from liquor to meat Every once in a while I see you like an apparition Real as hell, just for a second Angel of the supermarket It seems you stole my heart as well You can keep it I will live under your spell Till it stops beating And the second door When food is dark just like the other I will never find another Angel of the supermarket
2: Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give something else a try? Live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org.
0: Now that I'm barren, KBGA is my baby.
1: (laughs) And I'm an overbearing mother. Clean your room. Put your friend's mom on the phone. Floss harder. Just like your father. Straighten your back.
2: Those grades aren't I I said keep it locked to 89.9 KBGA Missoula.
0: Off their 2000 album of the same name. Iron Maiden is a shining example of the phenomenon I was talking about in my Modest Mouse review earlier. Essentially, they are to meddle what Modest Mouse is to indie rock in terms of their status, and like Modest Mouse, they are at the point where they can feel free to release albums entirely at their own pace and still receive as much fanfare as ever whenever they do release a new album. I bring this up because Iron Maiden just so happened to announce a new album recently, but not before breaking the internet with the surprise release of new single, The Writing on the Wall, complete with a spectacular animated music video. In the two and a half weeks since it's been out, the video has racked up over 8 million views on YouTube, and deservingly so. The video is full of eye-popping imagery that would make any Maiden fan giddy, and the song while not exactly among the band's fastest work, is more than enough to scratch that maiden itch, settling into a solid mid-tempo groove with an epic and grandiose feel, not to mention some strong vocal work from a seemingly rejuvenated Bruce Dickinson. As for the upcoming album, the title has been revealed to be Senjutsu, and the release date is September 3rd. The album cover depicts Iron Maiden's long-standing mascot, Eddie, as a badass undead samurai, just as he appears in the Writing on the Wall video. Like the previous Maiden album, 2015's The Book of Souls, Senjutsu will be a double album, with 10 songs totaling nearly 82 minutes. Although there's nothing on the album quite approaching the length of the previous albums, Empire of the Clouds, Maiden's longest song to date at just over 18 minutes, Three of Senjutsu's songs still eclipse the 10-minute mark. I intend to review and play from the album on the next edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so be sure to look out for that in the near future. Anyway, before Iron Maiden, I played Prettier Than Me by The Muffs, off their 1999 album Alert Today, Alive Tomorrow. Crazy Love by Gruntruck, off their 1992 album, Push, and My Enemies by Crash Test Dummies, off their 1996 album, A Worm's Life. And that about wraps up a gnarly edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I have been your host, Ian. To close out this episode, I will be reviewing and playing a song from the new Wallflowers album, Exit Woo. Exit Wounds is the first Wallflowers album in nearly nine years, following Glad All Over from 2012. Recently, frontman Jacob Dylan described the recording sessions for Glad All Over as contentious, saying that the band members weren't getting along with each other at the time and that you can hear it on the record. Knowing that makes it much easier to understand why nearly all the members left one by one over the following year, and why Dylan announced in 2014 that he would be continuing The Wallflowers as a solo project going forward. Thus, Exit Wounds represents the first showing from this new, lonelier iteration of The Wallflowers. Now, Jacob Dylan has previously released two solo albums in 2008 and 2010, so there's a precedent for how The Wallflowers would sound as a solo project, and it's more or less what you would imagine like a stripped down and scaled back version of The Wallflowers, which incidentally sounds highly reminiscent of Dylan's father, the legendary Bob Dylan. As for whether Exit Wounds sounds like a proper Wallflowers album or a Jacob Dylan solo album, the answer is well, both. There are songs here that sound just like classic 90s Wallflowers songs, others that sound like more recent ones, and others still that sound like solo Jacob Dylan songs, such as the twangy opening track Maybe Your Heart's Not In It No More. Overall, Exit Wounds is probably more in touch with the band's roots than any other Wallflowers album to date, with several songs that seem to directly evoke the 1960s folk rock and Americana artists that inspired Dylan in his youth which definitely feels like a symptom of The Wallflower's now being a Jacob Dylan solo project. Gee, I wonder who turned Dylan onto that scene. Anyway, the album's roots rock authenticity is augmented by the presence of Grammy-winning Americana singer Shelby Lynn. Officially, she provides backing vocals on four of the album's tracks, but I swear I can hear her voice on damn near every song, or at least some other woman's vocals, if not hers. Lynn's presence on the album calls to mind Bob Dylan's famous duets with Joan Baez, and is a critical component to the album's overall direction. Previously, The Wallflowers had been getting progressively more modern with each successive album, so hearing an album that essentially throws things back to the beginning is a little jarring at first, but ultimately a nice surprise. However, although the album's earnestly folksy nature is refreshing and commendable, it doesn't make for the most engaging listen. Out of the 10 songs included on Exit Wounds, half are ballads, and some of those sound derivative of one another. The songs "Darlin', Hold On and I'll Let You Down But I Will Not Give You Up, both of which prominently feature Shelby Lynn, sound almost the same. The album really didn't need both of them, and more egregiously, they are separated by just one song on the album's track list. Furthermore, the ballad, Wrong End of the Spear, sounds too similar to the album's superior closing track, The Daylight Between Us, and again, the two of them are just one song apart. Exit Wounds is ultimately a pretty good Wallflowers album that could have been a pretty great one with just a few little trackless tweaks. Highlights for me include the outstanding Bob Dylan-esque lead single, Roots and Wings, Black Crow's style rocker, Who's That Man Walking Around My Garden, aforementioned closing ballad, The Daylight Between Us, and the song I'm about to close out my show with, which may be my favorite out of all of them. This song is actually one of the more modern-sounding tracks on the album, and in fact it would have fit right in on GLAD All Over. This one is called Move the River. Well, ta-ta for now.
6: The shadow of a lost plane or the rumble of a railway line It's coming with the strength of an iron horse and without you on its mind Now I've been sitting on the fire escape of the Fairmont looking down There's not a bridge going anywhere that she would want to be found Cross it, it may not have another side It may be hard enough to melt your clothes But you won't step out alive You're gonna wanna get your lamp lit Can't nobody see you now But It's not as dark as it's gonna get And we're a long way from higher ground There's no way around it Battered boat of a ghost ship without any gun